0: No, my esteemed foe, I don't fear death. You may kill me now if it pleases you. The plan will unfold whether I live or die. What I fear is failure. This said by a man wearing jockey shorts.
1: (laughs) And nothing else. You have already failed, my friend.
2: (laughs) 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 Waiting for a break in the room Waiting for the moment to change your lane I came home
1: from the wasteland Heroic and triumphant like a comic book girl Created out of nothing like a comic book girl
0: Hey! Where to even begin with this
1: one? I, I just want to say, right from the get-go, that we forgot to talk about the creepy voice from last book oh man yeah the creepy voice what's up with that oh the one that
0: interjects uh there it's it's kind of in the middle of this book if i remember correctly but it's at the very end of the last book is that the one you're talking about
1: Uh uh-huh and it it, it interjects in this
0: one too i i have everything is going as planned soon you will all be ours
1: right is this just the yearx like who is this what who is this voice and i question is it the same one from jake's new york city
2: i don't I think so.
1: I think it is. Because it has the same text, doesn't it? Doesn't it look the same on the page? I mean, I guess that doesn't mean anything.
0: I'm pretty sure somebody like doodled in my digital copy and then it got scanned and the machine read the doodles and was like, oh, somebody was like drawing like the villain for like the anime they were concepting or something like that and like saying some evil villain stuff on the last page of chapter 15 and then that just That's how
1: ridiculous it is. It's so absurd, like... Why, like, who put this in and why?
2: I honestly thought that it was just, like, a poorly thought out thing added in for, like, I don't know, marketing or to look ominous to kind of indicate that the journals are coming to a close. Like, I didn't even think it was actually someone saying stuff uh, when I read the previous journal, 45, when they had that in there, Um, and it wasn't until you mentioned it. Just now that I was like, oh, maybe it's supposed to actually be happening in the journal. I thought that it was just an embellishment or something.
0: Pretty sure that they're scanned from a secondhand copy. It's all just cool anime doodles. I'm convinced. 100% convinced. I'm also 100% convinced about a different thing that I want to run by y'all. I have
1: a conspiracy theory about this book. Mm hmm. Oh, wait. We haven't had a conspiracy theory corner in forever. I don't think that this book happened. Really? I
0: really don't. I think this was. I
1: don't think the voice is real. I think that was put in by whoever reproduced the books. Because, like, I agree,
0: it's fake as hell. But, like, I'm talking about the entire content of Animorphs Volume 46: The Deception, featuring Axmore into a fighter pilot, on the cover. None of this happened. Uh, this book was crazy. What?
1: He morphs into an airplane. He
0: morphs into an entire airplane. Uh, he morphs into JJ the jet plane from the television show. <laughs> um, he's the same color. He has a mouth now and, and plane it. wings instead of a tail. This book was created by the Andalite government to throw shade on the Animorphs after the events of the war. This, this, this book exists to- For almost
1: committing a war crime? This this book is- Yeah,
0: this book is, exists and was written by the Andalite government as a piece of Andai Animorphs propaganda designed to make Axiomilius Garuthi look bad and to portray the Animorphs as divided. In a way that they were not actually I don't think any of this happened
1: whatsoever I disagree with you highly Okay cool great that's fine Um, I'm
2: I'm intrigued
1: Cassandra's like doubt I'm interested (laughs) I I
0: say this I say this because This book reads like a parody Of all of the other books thus far How so? Everybody's Axe's narrative voice Is inconsistent And kind of Like, weirdly, like, I don't know, the opposite of melodramatic. Like, melodramatic in a very sort
1: of, like, I'm an alien sort
0: of way. If you were an alien,
1: wouldn't you be like, I'm an alien? Because this seems like a very human conflict.
0: I think, well, I think it was created by the Andalite government with a human readership in mind to sort of be like, hey, an Andalite don't quite think like you do. And so direct collaboration doesn't really work. You are better off taking our instructions because we are very logical, but also, we see the bigger picture in a way that you don't, and your feeble sort of human emotions. And also, we can't be near you too much because this is what happens when you, when we, and lights spend too much time with humans.
1: I kind of feel like this is just part of Axe's character, like as a person, like he's getting over being in a like a military state his whole life, and like having that be his like religion. And <laughs> I'm just not surprised. Like, I, I don't. I would never be surprised if he had to struggle with that kind of stuff and, like, make terrible decisions based on his extremely ill-informed sense of morality.
0: I don't think he does any of that struggling in this book, though. This book is one long bootlicking session to the United States military.
2: Uh... (laughs) I don't know! Okay. I had some journal where I was like, get that boot out of your mouth. The note I had for this one was just, (laughs) ugh, the military propaganda of it all. But the thing is right after i wrote that note uh, the military propaganda of it all i uh, i immediately reconsidered and wrote a note saying although honestly i do think it's far outweighed by the war is hell descriptions uh because i do i i initially was like you know oh this is showing the military in way too flattering of a light and i think it is a lot of the time but i do also think that this book goes really hard for like showing the brutality of war because usually when the Animorphs are fighting they are fighting as animals and they are fighting Yerks and they're pretty much always they're fighting like Yerks who are meaning to engage in combat and so that's a fairly black and white situation not totally black and white because obviously I've had my disagreements with it but it's definitely
1: it's portrayed as black and white yeah
2: and it's it's a clearer situation and it's also I think because we're humans and or at least we have human bodies to my knowledge (laughs) you never know (laughs) I mean I do consider myself a human mostly but so because I'm a
1: beautiful and a light woman
2: I I have met you in person
1: why do you think we never hang out for more than two hours at a time? I am. Now I'm uh, mentally running through all of our
2: hangouts. And again, this is not important. This is back. not important. <laughs> what I was saying is that I think that because they are usually getting horribly damaged in animal bodies, while it is gruesome and horrifying to read, it doesn't quite hit as hard because it's not like I have a wing to rip off you know mm-hmm. whereas it's like
1: it's fantasy because they're animals and everything's fine after they morph into morph
2: even though it's not with this journal you see humans fighting each other and you see um year-confested humans fighting non-year-confested humans I do think that it still does cast the military into complementary of a light but I think it does also really drive home how awful war is and how awful this kind of thing is in human conflicts in a way that it doesn't in the other journals because it's like they're, they're fighting as animals. And so I think that that kind of also undermines some of the bootlicking in a way. That being said, since Axe is narrating and it's the military, of course there is going to be some bootlicking.
1: That's part of what I was thinking. He's just like, ah, yes, he like salutes people as he's like galloping by.
2: Or I guess no. Okay, so if you, sorry. But if you're if no, you're an no, analyte. you going boot. with this. I don't with this, boot, and it's not good. <laughs> you don't have a tongue, so is boot looking actually just like stepping on their f- boot with your hook It's hoof? not good. It's I not that like bad. It. I wasn't gonna go in a sex direction. I was just gonna go in an anatomical direction. <laughs> slurp, it's more. Slurp.
1: It's, it's morally incomprehensible to play footsie with the enemy if you're an <laughs>
0: <athlete>. <laughs> 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 Playing footsie with the enemy can get you court-martialed, as far as I'm aware.
1: Okay, I think what I was trying to say is that I think that this is especially terrifying because, like... Well, I think it seems bootlicky because we don't really see the military in any other context throughout the series to this degree. Except when the terrifying prospect of worldwide war is upon, like, six teenagers. And Visser 2, who who cares?
2: Yeah, no one cares about Visser 2.
1: Yeah, Visser 2 is such a non-issue in this book. We can talk I, more yeah. about that. We can he's talk so more dumb.
0: about that a bit. I mean, like, the the cover of this book says the Animorphs have never met Visser 2 until now. And he's just some schmuck with some admiral pins.
2: I don't even remember. <laughs> They're like, oh, Visser 2, such a big deal. I read this book, like, last week, because I read 45 and 46 at once. I'm like... I don't actually remember who Visser Two is. He's
1: such a pushover. Like he's just like a mustache twirling, like I'm going to start World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> like I think it makes sense from an emotional perspective. That doesn't make it any like better that it's in the book in the first place. I think the acts could have done something different. Like I think, I think it's a false dichotomy that he's putting himself in at the end. Yeah.
0: I guess the thing that really stuck out to me as being like okay, this is excessive is just all of the all of the gear worship in this book.
2: Oh yeah. All of the
0: like, oh man, that's a that's a a, a B34 Thunder <laughs> Like
2: I-, <laughs> um, I know they really I'm a B34. They really turn that thunder- up to 11. I think that was I think it's just because Jake is a nerd about that kind of stuff. Jake and Marco
1: and Tobias need to chill. Both of them, but like Axe starts doing it too. Yeah. And like
0: Marco knows a little bit about it. It's like we had a little bit of that in uh, the one where they went to Relie, but like like just a little it's bit. Not like really plausibly, good. like I'm like, okay, a, a child would it's notice. Just Jake
2: like, Atlantis. Uh,
0: an American child, in the, like an American male child in the 1990s or like socialized male would know this. Um, th- this all. The like the the solid block of techno babble that is Chapter Nine is just like it's just wild. Jake's family has some military history, sure, but like he knows the whole layout of the boat. There are proper names for all of the different kinds of missiles that they use yeah. to explode
1: bad people. Um, They use the right name for all the ships and all the weapons, like, all the time. Like, that's exhausting. I hate it.
0: Yeah, and then also, of course, all of the, like, oh, these brave American heroes. Like, we gotta make sure that we're only uh, gunning down the brave American heroes that have slugs in their heads. Mm. Uh, Obviously, they're not gunning anybody down. I'm I'm exaggerating here. But, like, there's so much. Like, oh, man, the wonderful, incredible brave American warriors. We're gonna save these American heroes. And we're gonna save the day. And there's gonna be... explosions (laughs) on the deck of the George Washington, the biggest aircraft carrier. The
1: USS George Washington, what a stupid name. Uh, the thing is, I don't think I believe Axe's narrative voice
0: here. He just said some stuff. A lot, there's a lot of his little sort of internal mental asides that are very silly and very sort of, he's stating the obvious, which he doesn't sort of do. Mm. But so much of his dialogue to me in this book, and so much of his internal processing is so just like a movie script. And so like, it feels artificial.
1: Well, the thing is, is that like, does this book not feature the Andalites being like ginormous butt faces?
0: <clears throat> in a manner of speaking? Yeah, I guess. So
1: they portrayed them so poorly. Like I just, why would they, How is that propaganda? I think it, it's, it serves so much more to make them question everything. I, I don't think it effectively criminalizes the, the Animorphs enough.
0: That's a valid point. I would say that it's it's relatively minimal in that it's only the first couple of chapters. Like, they write off Andalite aid coming in, at, yeah. in, like, chapter, like, five? Chapter, no, uh, end of chapter four, they write off Andalite aid and then Andalites, uh, and, like, you know, the Andalites showing up is just not really a thing that is present mm. in the book anymore. Like Yeah, they which is that off after just
2: four. such a huge change because they've been spending basically the whole oh. course of the journals sitting there like, you know, the Andalites are going to come and fix it, the Andalites are going to come and fix it, and now they have to adjust to the fact that it sounds like the Andalites aren't going to come and fix it. It's kind of like, not to be all, you know, oh, literature analysis, the curtains being blue is symbolism, but it feels a lot like a parallel to, like, growing up. Where you realize that your parents can't fix everything. Some people realize this at very different ages than others, but you realize that your parents can't fix anything and you have to handle whatever it is.
1: I mean, yeah, it's not even like a literary, literary analysis thing. Like, that's just, it's just kind life. of what's happening in these yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah, these kids are growing up and they are confronting that and they are realizing like especially the fact now that they have saved like some of their parents yeah, like dad. Marco has saved his mother and his yeah. father now.
2: That's that's kind of a parallel to draw between those two books because Marco realizes in the previous journal that his dad is like in way over his head and can't handle this as well as Marco can and Marco mm-hmm. has to be the one to like give him orders and then so that kind of parallels this in this journal.
0: In that Axe takes charge and decides to do the thing, or in that they decide to break away from, like, the hope of there being Andalites.
2: Yeah, the second one. I mean,
0: the Andalites have explicitly said that they're not going to help, and that they don't trust the
1: humans. I mean, they said that they don't trust them, but, like, they never, like, this is the central focus of, like, the Yerk's conquest throughout this galaxy, at least. So, like...
0: Well, not as the Andalites would believe it.
2: I don't know, but it's still, it's such a, Earth was such a big goal for the Yirk Empire and an area where they really sort of threw a lot of resources into it that I feel like it still would have made a lot of sense for the Andalites to be like way more gung-ho about. Not that Mm -hmm. I'm necessarily pro-Andalites coming in and helping, helping in quote marks. But they don't,
0: though. I think that that's interesting, and I think that that says something about their military intelligence at the time, or lack thereof.
2: I was gonna say, I think it just says something about their intelligence or lack thereof. (laughs) Their military stupidity, more like it. Oh, burn!
0: I want to talk about some of the ways that this book is ridiculous and the way that people talk is ridiculous and the things that people say are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And just the things that make me feel like this book is fake. Okay, go um, on. You know
2: I love this. You know I love a fake book.
0: Chapter three, where is it? Uh, They start to question the morality of breaking into the NSA servers. And it's just like, what, <laughs> when has stuff being illegal literally ever stopped you? Okay. You fight cops on the they daily. Are, they are on the daily.
1: Bound. They are legally bound to stop and say, hey, is this the right thing? And then say, well, it's not, but we're going to do it this time. Well, so
2: here's the thing. Wait, wait, hold on. I have a theory. I have a theory. Um,
0: okay. Sorry. Even in chapter two, they're worried. Okay. I, I got I, one, one more little, one more okay, little, okay. One, one more little thing here. Um, even in chapter two, they they suddenly are much more worried about rules and the way that things are supposed to be done, even in the people who, uh, wait, is this chapter two? No, it's at the end of chapter one. Um... This is ridiculous, but like their communication with the Enderlights is uh, sabotaged, and they're like, ah, oh, we gotta go. And a whole bunch of Drakon beams are coming down. Tobias says, cop cars coming, guys. We got human controllers with gun permits on the way. Now, <laughs> it's not with guns, it's with gun permits. They're allowed to use the guns that they're coming out. That's never oh, no. stopped the years yeah. before. It's all about rules. And that, I just found that line to be just like, why hey, yeah, would you can
2: specify that? A, what can I are I you get doing? Dracon permit. <laughs> um,
1: but, <laughs> It's not a gun, it doesn't shoot a projectile I want, I just want a laser I don't need Listen, a permit for that So there's
2: something that I thought of when I was reading this I actually kind of put part of my thought in my notes So I don't remember if we talked About this with the Australia book Or if someone else just wrote it in their notes It might have been you, so, but someone wrote Like, oh it's really funny how Cassie Is stressing out so much about Stealing stuff
1: Yeah, that was me yeah, when, like, like oranges and prune juice and stuff Cassie's yeah. scrupulosity quarter
2: Well yeah, but so <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about that in the context of this part because I also noticed this part, how they're really stressed out about breaking into the NSA, which like, first off, come on, it's the NSA, who cares? You can break in, I'm just impressed. But so the thing is, Axe says to Marco... Marco, I said, I seem to recall your telling your father recently that nothing is right anymore, that stealing in the name of the cause is one of your specialties, that when the war is over and there is a right again, you will make amends. And so one thing I was thinking about with the sort of stuff before this in chapter three and the stuff in the Australia book is it honestly kind of reads sometimes like someone later on, because I don't know exactly what editions these are. I think we kind of have a mix of editions. Um, They're just older. So it honestly reads to me like someone, maybe Cassie, went in and added like, stealing is bad, kids, PSAs, but then also...
1: I honestly think that's what it is. I think they have to, it's like they grind to a halt and they're just like, wait,
2: hold on, just before we go any further. The part where Axe points it out kind of felt to me like it was sort of lampshading that a little bit and being like, don't forget, kids, it's bad to steal. But, like, also, the fate of the world depended on us, so we stole stuff. It's Act fine. sits
1: down, like, Captain America in that one, like,
2: <laughs> 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 that The The PSAs. PSA. So, so, you're in
1: detention. <laughs> <laughs> so, you stole from the NSA. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Captain America stole so much stuff, including from basically the NSA.
0: So, yeah, I mean, it seems like Marco and Tobias, I mean, I haven't gone back and double-checked this book, but it seems like Marco and Tobias are more cool with kidnapping and psychologically torturing Chapman I mean, in it's that Chapman. one previous book than, uh, than they are with hacking into the NSA.
1: Axe did say,
0: like, I mean, that was a huge character moment. For, for Axe, but I don't think for Marco and Tobias, because they're the ones who were objecting to hacking into the NSA. They're like, oh, man, they're, they're saying it's illegal. And Axe just like what it's the nsa what is the big deal and they're like oh no you can't do that (laughs) this is the hill i will die on um here's the other thing that convinces me that this is not real uh this is top of page 10. in spite of my admiration and yes affection for humans i'd always hoped my future would be on the home planet with my parents perhaps even estrid korel darath and a family of my own Ah,
1: you don't even like
0: estrid you don't like oh, her? Oh, I what?
1: forgot about that. You're right. That makes no yeah. sense. You
0: actively say like, oh, I do not think I like you very much. And you like yeah. your whole, that whole book is about realizing that not just because she's an angel like love about your age doesn't <laughs> mean that you have to have a crush on her. What is this? What is this? This is not real. Accidentally Milius Garuthi Steele had no part in writing this Okay. Yeah. Chapter.
2: You know, I did. I do remember noticing that when I was reading and Me being too, like, yeah. yeah, right. Someone's just horny and sad. But uh, <laughs> now that you're emphasizing it more, I think I might agree with you. I think I might agree. This is at least partially fake.
0: Chapter five. War is irrational, I murmured. What are you, a Vulcan all of a sudden? <laughs> like, I don't, he's, he, rationality is not the thing. Andalites are a military civilization. War is irrational, though sometimes it is necessary. I'm
1: like, what are you, you're, this, what is this? Yeah. That... What is
0: this pussyfooting, is really what my brain went to, again, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this sort of, like, dancing around, oh, yeah, war isn't really perfect and great, and a great way to solve all your problems through, like, imperialism and stuff, but, like, sometimes you have to. It's like, you're an Andalite. You come from a totalitarian imperialist government, own up to it. Come on. This is not realistic characterization for my boy.
2: I own up to it all the time that I'm from a Totalian. Total... I can't speak. Italian.: Totalian! Totalian! <laughs> that's the. That's the. I send the nukes to space.
0: <laughs> that's the. Uh, that's the Italian government under Mussolini. I
2: hear you. I, I send the calzone into space. I don't pay you the taxes. Oh. <laughs> oh my
0: god. No. I almost destroyed my computer keyboard by spilling tea all over it. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: You're welcome, man. I'm so glad that we hung and quartered Elon Musk back in 2022. I'm so mm-hmm. happy
0: that we mounted his head atop the atop an anti-apartheid monument in South Africa, where his family comes from. I'm so happy that we publicly displayed the remains of his
2: corpse and allowed it to be eaten by the buzzards. That's great. <laughs> I think I think my favorite is Disruptiano. <laughs> <laughs> i just uh, invent uh, a new fruit i call it a uh, tomato i come up uh, with this all by myself oh disrupt <laughs>
1: <laughs> the sad thing is that as an italian as an italian as a young italian female <laughs> <laughs> as a young italian female woman i am very sad that Italian is, like, (laughs) Italians used to be totalitarian, so it's like, I want to laugh at that more, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, we were fascists. I
0: mean, I feel like most countries that exist right now have been fascist at some point. Are you apologizing? No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying you don't have everybody as, like, we're all guilty. Most of us. Almost all of us. Almost everybody. Locked,
2: reported, deleted. None of you are free of sin. His fax machines, but call, you'll hear the noise Statues left by ancient Greeks The perfect cheeks of goddesses and boys Piled in the closet,
0: broken toys Alright, the two remaining points that I have for how this book is ridiculous out of parody Are at the beginning of Chapter Sticks Sticks. Chapter Stinks. Chapter
2: (laughs) Stinks. It sounded like you said Chapter Stinks.
0: Chapter Stinks, which is every chapter in this book. (laughs)
2: Um,
0: uh, right, the the two remaining bits that I have about how this book is a parody of the other books and is not real uh, is at the beginning of Chapter 6. The beginning of Chapter 6 opens with... My financial advisor suggests that I put at least some money into something safe and slow and steady. The rest is going into something riskier. I mean, my kids aren't going to college for another 16 years. Well, that sounds reasonable. I gotta talk to my accountant, though, about that SEP plan for my wife. What the? This is how adults talk. (laughs) This is the real small talk. Hit me with that 401k, baby. Let me see that investment portfolio. This This is a parody of how children think adults talk.
2: I don't know, I think I've heard some adults talk like this. I've never
0: heard an adult speak, but I assume that's what it's like. (laughs) That that is what it sounds like, it's like you've never heard a human adult talk.
2: Erso, what if I broke it to you that I am, in fact, legally speaking at least, an adult?
0: And then a little bit further down the page, Marco lampshades the constant cranial trauma that they're inflicting on everybody that they pass by. A little tap on the head never hurt anybody. Oh
2: my god.
1: Not much, anyway. It's How like, are they ever going to repay for their war crimes? Are they going to pay for
2: all those people's physical therapy? <laughs> or just medical bills for the doctors trying to save them before they died.
0: With all their war crime money, they're going to have to open a whole <laughs> new sort of like neurosurgery school to teach new brain <laughs> surgery doctors. It's the,
2: it's the neurosurgery school of hard knocks. <laughs> you yeah, know, because they're knocking them on the head! I'm knocking them
0: on the head!
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a war I crime! don't pay you! The taxes. <laughs>
0: At this point of the books, none of the Animorphs have ever paid taxes.
2: Yeah.
1: I have points. I have my, my favorite quote from this whole book. I've become quite an expert on how to wear human clothing, though I will never understand or like it. That is the queerest thing Axe has ever
2: <laughs> Mood. Also the most disabled. I say yeah. Yeah. currently wearing uncomfortable clothing specifically because of my various disabilities. What was your other thing you wanted to say, Arso?
1: This book is just chock full of quotes out of context that are hilarious. My favorite one was, Marco strutted closer to Rachel.
0: She strutted away.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like they're birds doing a mating dance when you put it yes, It sure does.
0: It sure does.
2: Which I don't know about you, but I do not think there is one iota of attraction between Marco and Rachel. Oh,
0: absolutely not. Yo, I agree with I, you. Fully I think but they he's are too. They are. They
1: are
2: too close to just being the same person.
1: I regret to inform you that in one of the, <laughs> in one of the Megamorphs books, they get together. Oh, no. horrible! Hate in, in an alternate universe
0: yeah it's an alternate universe that isn't this one so doesn't it's not count. real doesn't happen doesn't doesn't count. Count. <laughs> the other incorrect. quote that I
1: really liked was <laughs> The captain and the chapman had good reason to be surprised, because when they reached the admiral's quarters, they found not only their viscer in his underwear, but an andalite.
0: I did picture him doing his megalomaniacal speeches in that chapter, being like, ah, you're already too late, you know, I'm gonna think, just, like, sort of doing his, like, cross, like, a kind of, like, fun villain pose, just, like, in some tiny whiteys, just, like, (laughs) I don't know, some American naval admiral just being like, yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that has been a nightmare for probably, I'm gonna say, a good 15% of the population. You have a lot of responsibilities and nowhere near enough clothes.
2: I have an adequate- I have maybe, like, a couple too many responsibilities, and technically way too much clothing, but I'm always down to acquire more because I am a clothes horse.
0: No, my esteemed foe, I don't fear death. You may kill me now, if it pleases you. The plan will unfold, whether I live or die. What I fear is failure. This said by a man wearing- jockey
1: shorts (laughs) and nothing else you have already failed my friend
2: (laughs) (laughs) so do we think acts are the right thing no i mean what did you think i was gonna say you know you've met me right what do you think i was gonna say
1: I just want to, I just want to stoke the flames of argument.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, that's so good. I think that whether or not Axe did the right thing by, uh, hypothetically threatening Animorph City, California with a nuclear weapon is kind of a zero sum because he doesn't, there's no actual risk of him doing it. Like, he doesn't actually do it. I think the thing that we have to judge him on is his willingness to pull a Star Trek discovery and incapacitate his superior officer and prince in an effort to take control of the situation.
1: Well, that's kind of what, that's kind of what I mean. Is
2: like- yeah. which, like yeah no no yeah it's like don't get me wrong i'm very i'm very pro like disrupting hierarchies but i just feel like axe just isn't in the right mindset and isn't working with the right context to really be making this decision
0: yeah these are a bunch of creative people there are other ways that i imagine that these all could get that information out of the guy yeah that's
1: exactly what i was thinking i was like this seems like like why is this the one that you go with like i feel like you could do so much more to threaten the irks than like it's always the Yurk Pool. Like, why do they always go back to that?
0: Because it's a lot of civilians. We yeah. know that
1: there's so many defenseless, like, enemies.
0: I want to I take that back and say they're probably not civilians. They're probably mostly military personnel.
2: However,
0: there is a non-negligible number of those who probably don't necessarily wish to be... Be there I
2: thank you. Thank you, Parker. Hold on. I'm just gonna I have to gloat for a second. <laughs> no, hey, 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 this hey no, okay. No, sh- you don't need sh- to. Sh- you're interrupting. Look, my this is olive time. Branch, okay? You're interrupting my sweet, <laughs> sweet meditation time. Mm, Parker admitted that there are civilians or at least people not interested in combat in the Yerk pool. <sighs> oh, baby. I love how right
0: but insufferable you are, <laughs> <laughs> In re- In retrospect, I'd like to. Eh, again, See, Parker,
2: now you're breaking up so bad that I can't hear you, so I think you just leave it with
0: whatever oh, you want. Oh, f- stop! <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Because, like. I don't think. So, what defines a civilian, though? Because if oh they're not. The oh, Irish my God. Oh, my God. This is such if a they're employed stupid by conversation. By the Irish Empire, they are supposed to be there, right? Are that you said. Em- you're
2: employed by the American Empire.
0: I am employed by nobody right now because I got fired from my job because I did a felony.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry for probing that sensitive subject. However, I will note that you were previously employed by the American Empire. I was, well,
0: okay. This requires a conversation about Yurkish. Sort of like it's a, it's a, it's a
2: military state, isn't it? Primarily, yeah. Like they're there on behalf of the military. Most, yes, but. While they are there on behalf of the military, my impression from, like, what I've read of history, because my mom doesn't really talk about this a lot, um, so I'm actually working with mostly the same information as you guys. My impression is that it is basically a military state, but it's not like you volunteer. You just kind of get scooped up, like literally scooped up, (laughs) (laughs) and you're told to go join the war effort. Yeah guys, don't you think that, like, the
1: point of our class was to, like, do more than just have discussions about this? Like, I feel like I feel like if it was one of us in that situation, we would have made, like, a better decision. And obviously it's, like, really hard to do something like that because we haven't been through, like, the hell of war. But, like, I don't know. I mean, we're relatively informed as individuals. I just feel like we, we talk so much on these human children and one alien children about, like, what they did or didn't do. But, like, I feel like we could genuinely make those decisions better, at least now that we've, like, I don't know, studied all of this.
0: Well, we are a little older and we do have some sort of, like, a base of knowledge that they obviously didn't have because it's, you know, (laughs) we're a a bit ahead of them.
2: I will say that even though I'm 22, I think technically my brain is not done cooking yet.
0: What we don't have is tactical expertise. Yeah, We don't know how to do what they do.
2: Guys, I'm so bad at chess. (laughs) <laughs> I have, like, negative tactical really? expertise. That's how bad at chess I am. Oh my god, I was in the chess club when I was in, like, third grade, and I lost every single game.
0: Well, okay, well, that's third grade. That doesn't count. There are ways that we can develop these skills without being involved in a military, though. Uh, um, well, that's exactly what that, I'm saying. Like, there are yeah, solutions Yeah, I think there. that might be worthwhile to pursue.
2: Not to rain on your... Parade, but how do we pursue that? We're like three randos, two of us got kicked out of college. I know some
0: affinity groups that might be interested in having a couple more people on board who we could probably contribute to and uh in terms of time and energy and that we would get some, some training and some expertise and probably access to
2: like some materials mutual aid type stuff.
0: In a manner of speaking.
2: Is this something we should maybe be like talking about? in person instead of over a hopefully secure channel.
0: Yeah, I think that's a that's a wise idea. I, there's nothing it's nothing illegal, but the yeah, tone of uh, your
2: voice when you say that makes me think we should be talking. <laughs> it's in nothing
1: person. illegal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. It's nothing illegal in the way that uh, Tobias and Marco at the beginning of this gonna, book would have been. I was about
2: to <laughs> reference that as well. Are we are hacking the oh, that's that's NSA? Breaking the law. Is that
0: what we're going to do? Um, we're not hacking the NSA. Not that I am aware of. Uh, okay, I, I am... so
1: I have to read into what you're saying because you're speaking around the people who are listening. So that means... We are hacking into the NSA. No.
0: <laughs> what you're saying is we are stealing the Declaration of Independence. Let's uh, let's uh, swing by on uh, sort of location to grab an age-appropriate beverage and
1: uh, talk about it a little bit.
2: I want a gin and tonic.
1: Age-appropriate beverage.
2: It's age-appropriate. I'm twenty-two. <laughs>
1: I want a nitro cold brew. I'll take a glass of chocolate milk, please.
2: (laughs) Actually, if you guys come over to my place, I have gin and tonics and uh, dark chocolate almond milk.
1: Ooh, I love almond milk. Should we meet, like, not in a public place, just, like, out in the woods somewhere? I mean... Yeah, we can- we could
2: get
0: stuff and take it to go. I mean, it's- it's not- again, it's nothing illegal. We could talk about stuff in- Yeah, we- are not gonna get-
1: It's
2: not, Surveiled, but...
0: necessarily. Although maybe, I don't know. Uh,
2: I'm pretty sure we I can am be. being surveilled.
1: Let's have a- let's have ourselves a cuppa. We would be at lower risk of pandemic stuff if we were just in the woods. Let's take a hike together! Let's make I this to real! I want an appropriate beverage, though.
2: Okay, well, let's I'll get bring appropriate a gin beverage. and tonic with me for yeah, you in Jesus. a jam jar.
0: I don't want your gin and tonic. Anyway, oh, uh, I'll bury
1: some moonshine in the it. forest. And
0: <laughs> can go I don't want that either. Actually, it. no, if you bury it in the forest, I'll set it on fire and then it'll make like a cool little geyser in the. in the then, like Parker, a geyser of flame because of the.
2: Parker, how the about effect. you uh, get in contact with those affinity groups that you were mentioning and we'll see if we can meet up. With or without them, in the wood.
0: In the words of a, in the words of a friend of mine, I'll send a textual message to some people.
1: In the words of God himself, I'll send you a textual message. <laughs> I'll mem you. That's a reference oh. to the Elamis Chronicle. Let's see what you should read. I'm oh yeah,
2: I forgot now, about goodbye.
0: that. Next week we're reading Animorphs Volume Forty Seven, The Resistance, which features. Who are you telling
1: this to? Jake, I'm talking to
0: you two. I always introduce the books like this at the end. I'm always like, I know this what we're doing next I know, it's just fun. <laughs> Let me have my fun. Next week, we're reading Anborn's Volume 7, The Resistance. <laughs> well, what did you do Have you lost your mind? Do we work? Is the question on the cover. I'm sorry, that was nearly unintelligible. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
2: The Morph Report is on Patreon. We care a lot about accessibility, and we are paying someone to transcribe all of our episodes. We have a variety of tiers to choose from. Some of our tiers have some pretty juicy rewards. For example, if you pay enough money, you can even force us to watch the TV show and potentially read the other series by K.A. Applegate and Michael Grant, Everworld. We would really love it if you would check us out and consider supporting us. Thank you. Stay safe.
0: Thanks to Noelle Miccarelli for the use of their songs Comic Book Girl, Off the EP Field Notes from Another Place, and Complicated Spoon. You can find more of their music at noellemiccarelli.bandcamp.com The Morph Report is hosted by Marina Malucci, Scrivener Lamb, and Blythe. You can follow us on Twitter at Morph Report. If you have a question for the Podmorphs, tweet at us or send us an email and we'll answer it on the show. Our email is themorphreport at gmail.com Thank you for listening. Stay safe.
2: Is a waste of land. Stop in again like a comic book girl. Dead on page 11 like a comic book girl. Hey! Hey! Hey!
1: Hey! Do you love the Animorph series? How about podcasts? Do you love podcasts? Well, then listen no further, dear listener, and allow me to introduce the Animorphs Podcast Directory. Here you'll find an ever-growing list of Animorphs-themed podcasts to sit your every and desire. Check it out. We'll see you there. I just want to- I just want to stoke the flames of argument. Ugh,
2: you're a
0: terrible auspices. I can't speak to- I forgot that- I forgot that Err says the auspices between- <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god!